When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Introducing the greatest animated series you've never seen, Lightning Dogs. These canine commandos are lost on a post-apocalyptic Earth and battling the forces of the evil Glampire. It's a tribute to the cartoons and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, and Nerdy Show is hell-bent on bringing it to life. Block sold separately. Join us as we document our quest from the moment lightning struck to every world-building session and beyond and make our crazy dream a reality. Roll with the pack at lightningdogs.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse it contains content that might not be suitable for all ages so listener discretion is advised all nerdy show podcasts are made possible by the generous support of listeners like you discover the many ways you can join in at nerdyshow.com Hey, party. How are we doing tonight? Doug, is, doing is okay. that you? Yes. Doug's here. I haven't seen you in... Since since the last Doug watch? Yeah. yeah. Can, you, can, you give us, can you give us like some some solid updates about where you've been? Can you throw us any hints? Your go, your goatee looks amazing. Well, he's way. been nude on the moon. <laughs> no. <laughs> been uh, work, I guess. How's that sex cult going? The what? The sex cult. Is this more Doug watch crap? There's so much Doug Watch crap. This is exactly what we're talking about is Doug Watch. I, I listen to the episodes I'm not on, and I don't hear any Doug Watch updates. Yeah, well, you're not a patron, it's Doug. A different, oh, That's it's why. A different yeah, we're, sh- oh, okay. <laughs> we're shaming we you. Gotcha. There's a lore. I hear that patron shaming actually increases pledges, so that's, that's good. I pledge allegiance. I pledge... <laughs> <laughs> pledge to me. <laughs> pledge to me. We just want to know, like, how last time... Was it Tangiers you were last spotted before you no, came no, here? No, no, no. That was two times ago. Last time it was the moon, I think. I just so That's why he was nude. On the moon. On the moon. I need to erase this. <laughs> I'd gotten word that you were in oh. Peru at one time. Is that true? There's no. No. I was at work. Regardless. So wh- where, do we, where do we last leave off? All right. The last we left off, you slayed the flesh beast. A or creature, the flesh, the flesh uh, no, shaper. Oh yeah, no, it was yeah, it was the flesh shaper, became, but he was actually the flesh beast. Yes, the flesh he shaper had, begot the flesh beast. He completed a ritual and became something not natural. Oh, and we we searched the room and we picked up the book and we found a disturbing chapter. Yes. So Frixa has the book, and I'm perched on the table, looking <laughs> over your shoulder. What you, do we see? You just perch on my shoulder. But I'm not going to, though. It's a little too familiar for the two of us. <laughs> we'll get there. Will we, though? In the Flesh Shaper's Tome, the last entry, you see it is a creature that is, its base creation was a Pawa, but it seems like 20 to 25 things have been added to him. Too many things. Casters of all types, racial bits spliced into him, and creatures that were already chimeras to begin with have been spliced into this thing. It's his masterwork. But it appears that he went too far. Like he wrote off the page? Yes, exactly. He wrote off the... The margins are just full of scribbles. Now, prior, this fellow mentioned that he had an apprentice, and it was heavily implied that that apprentice 
enslaved him. Is there any reason to believe that perhaps that apprentice was somehow a Pawa and somehow is this thing? You know that Pawas on a base level can't cast body magic. And uh-huh. the whole point of this seems to be to make a Pawa capable of casting magic. Uh... Gross. Those filthy little well, creatures, gremlins. So I would hazard to guess that the uh, large chamber with the that had the you know substantially ominous scuff marks um, is where this fellow's located, and we're going to have the nastiest fight we've had all day. If, if I remember correctly, it was the scuff marks were probably a power barracks, and then this creature would be in the badger room. That's what I mean. There oh. were some large scuff marks. Oh, very true. I, I think I mistook her meaning. Do you think we should check out the barracks before we go in after... Um... Well, the barracks was just a theory. Yes. Uh... Yes, but I would like to be fighting a giant power monster with no one at my back than maybe 20 powers at my back. It's true. Must we fight a giant power creature? At, you... at what point do we just notify the army? Grandin, I must ask, are your loins not stirred by the possibility of fighting... Of giant monster power. No. No. Can't, well, can't say that I An am. important question that we should all be asking ourselves is, have we done enough? Was this individual whom we killed right now, was this the notorious flesh shaper, or is his apprentice the notorious flesh shaper? This individual was experimenting on Ned's arm, and what does that even mean? Should we go back and talk to Ned about it? It also seems he, he needed to escape and... If we had not arrived when we did, he would have just escaped without us. We might as well double back and talk to Ned, I feel. I agree. Ugh. Would you grab the body, though? Have, have, have we done our jobs, is, is my question. That's, I, 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 I don't think so. And this is why. We are to investigate and stop the cause of the disappearances that have, that have happened in these woods. Uh, was, was, I, it, was it to... To stop the cause? If the cause was an invading army, surely we wouldn't be expected to do so. I don't think... I think an d- invading army, they would have known. They would have seen the signs, and there were no signs this was mysterious. So they thought it was some kind of bandit. Maybe we've got a good situation here, though. Maybe if the flesh shaper in charge now is a hulking monstrosity power who's risen above its station, then surely the army can come in either of them, and deal with it, in we've, whereas we've taken care of his master, who it still seemingly has required to do any of this magic to begin with. I don't know. We've found the source of the trouble on this road. Consider this. We've come out, out of this relatively no worse for the wear. Right, Chuki? And then he, well, it, drops, sh- it drops a golden flare and oh. heals Chuki to full. Mm. <laughs> Very well. Back to 20 from 15. On top of that, not only have we discovered this is more than some bandit that has waylaid these travelers, we have the body of a, of a true criminal. There has to be some kind of bounty. I agree, which is why I highly suggest that we take this bounty-worthy body and skedaddle. I think that's a good idea. I believe it's, at the moment, premature, because there is another bounty-worthy body deep in here. Well, our deaths could also be premature, Frixa. And he closes the book with a slam. <laughs> as well as this, what do you think those Akinotians who who despise these flesh shapers as much as anyone would pay to have the hidden knowledge and destroy it? 
Well, if they destroy it, then we're all right. If they hide it away and weaponize it in secret, then we've all got problems. Have we? I merely wish to point out that we have the body of a criminal, a known element that was preying upon the countryside, was, was preying upon the road. You quite literally have the book in hand. Does killing this giant monster add a substantial or, or, or worthy amount to the war that we've already accumulated for, to, to satisfy our needs? The better question is, can we afford to ignore it? Because I think we can flee if this is too much. I think unless something stops us from leaving, we are much better off leaving with evidence and intelligence and contacting the army and bringing Ned with us and raining hellfire down on this place once we come back than simply fighting a monster because we know there's a monster to be fought. It's a power. What on earth could it have that's of any value? I hate to to keep bringing this up, but I don't want... And this is a sore spot, I know, for us as a group. But I don't want to get scooped again. Last time, somebody else getting a whiff of what we were up to resulted in Agnes's death. If they want to cover up this mess here, they'll do it by bringing us with them. If we arrive in style... With all of the evidence, it'll be hard to shut us up. Also, I think I've changed my opinion about Ned. Oh, and to what? I think everything he's said so far about what we just encountered is true. Was this his daddy? I don't know. However, I think he would be an excellent asset in what is coming next. Or should we take his arm off this creature's body? You think we could just put it on him like a glove? You said the... Doesn't the book suggest that he could regrow that arm anyway? Let's learn to flesh shape. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the campaign now. <laughs> Four please, weirdos please, learn to flesh shape. Please do not make that the campaign. <laughs> Ned, we need your arm. Did we get the impression that Ned knows everything he can do? I, I, I really don't know. He seemed awful, awfully confident. I was going to say, maybe we could use the book to bribe him. It if would. you could see a thing that everything you could do... Wouldn't you want to read that book? It seemed like he had a rough idea, but maybe not a whole idea. He didn't claim to have a very high opinion of everyone involved in this uh, this compound. He seems to like us. We could hide that book, mm-hmm. tell him we've read it, we know what he's made of, and uh, we'll share the information with him he also claimed when to this be, is over. He claimed to be quite weakened. Say we go kill that monster with Ned. I think well, at I- the very least, if we get out to that main channel... That crossroads, and there's nothing there looming. Be like, oh well, you thought you were getting out of this, you know. If that, that if that doesn't happen, we can at least double back to Ned. What do you got for us? Come with us, or we'll kill Champ. <laughs> we're not killing Champ. That'd Come be on, quite a bluff. Lish. I mean, I'll kill him. He's a good dillo. Yeah, but Ned might like him. I like him. I like him. Yeah, but I'm not trying to blackmail you two. In his head, Frix is thinking about how to how to sell the the clearing of this area to the to the group because the wing mob needs press in a mm-hmm. way. This and is a black ops mission. We're not getting press. It was a black ops mission for Ned, and our guys are spooky. I, I'll do this in character. We need a fair share of good press because our opponents have much bigger advertisement networks than we do. They have whole departments dedicated to this. Presumably, we can complete this mission. Take everything we want from here without telling them where it is or what was in it. And then 
Return to Akinosh with the bodies, the book, everything, and act as though we did it on our own. We, we won't need to act as if we did it on our own, because we did it on our own. Well, unprompted, we will be heroes, and everyone will clamor for the wing mob. I see what you're saying. So we have, let's say we have this wagon. We say we don't kill Champ. He pulls the wagon with giant spider legs hanging out, Goliath heads. And we come in and say, hey, we're the wing mob. We've done all this for you, good people. We found a flesh shaper, yes. Hmm? We, we put the bodies in the wagon. I don't know saying, just they'll see the monster bodies and... Unveil it in public. I'm thinking Wing Mob Museum. Yes. I like this idea. We bring back everything we kill. Very pungent museum you're proposing. Um, either way, someone grab these legs and let's get it back to Ned. Do we want to question Ned is the question. I think we've questioned him as much as he knows. He seems relatively stupid. Mm-hmm. He's going to want to know and maybe can offer us some perspective on... How dangerous a power apprentice that's been risen above its station truly is. Maybe we just bring him down. I do want to do two things before you guys leave. Do him. One, uh, didn't give momentum for the end of that combat. Okay. Uh, that is five momentum for everybody. Whee. All right. 38 momentum. And I want to give special plus one momentum for Chuki for being incredibly effective in the last combat. And probably Slish too. I refuse. Oh, did my arrows do well? I don't remember. They did. They did very well. <laughs> Fine. Plus, plus one for, for Slish as well. And also, the body that the flesh beast was is fast becoming soup. Oh, It is turning piss. into just sludge. Uh, the stuff that you see hanging around the walls and slumped in, into corners, it is, it's becoming that. About, yeah. an, about an inch and a half thick of just... Oh, can we cut off his head or something? All of it's gone, with the exception of the centipede. And also you see a glint of gold in the sludge. Um, all right. Are there gloves or fabric or something? There are uh, rags laying Slish. about the alchemy. Slith just reaches in and grabs the gold. Right. Oh, good for you. Shakes it. It's a ring with an amber setting. <laughs> oh, put on the ring. See what happens. <laughs> um, dibs. Uh, is, is that magical in any way? Slish, do be careful. Inevitably. Can I roll to see if it's if I feel anything weird about it? Yeah, you can. All right. Intellect. In that case, 12. 12. You know it's magic. It's magic. Uh-oh, it's t- magic. <laughs> you know. You can't tell to what extent, mm-hmm. but you get. You know what magic feels like. This feels like magic. I really don't know fuck all about magic, and this thing seems to be magic. Do you, anybody else Supposed want to? be the ring. Okay. Slish hands the ring. I rolled an 18. You know what this is. Tell me what it is. It's a ring of plus one composure. Ooh. Ooh. I really need that because I've got no composure. Well. Uh-uh. You're composed. Plus one composure, Slish. I'm going to shove this on your plump little finger. Unless anybody else could better utilize Oh, composure. you cold dibs. Those are the rules of wing mob. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Minus 50 DKP. <laughs> oh, look, a top hat. Dibs. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> I like dibs. So so here's a, here's a, a concern. So um, Frixa uses composure to shield people and as bonus healing and damage. But everything Chuki does, but I'm also like hitting people with a spear yeah. and stuff like that. But everything Chuki does uses composure. So I think probably Chuki. I don't think we're lacking for healing Brandon. or shielding. 
I'll take you it. Can. I mean, um, it looked nice, to yeah. marry least. It matches your eyes. I think the amber will clash with my fur, so... Tukey? Well, thank you very much, Slish. I appreciate it, and I slide it onto my weird birdie finger. I want to say... You, you... feel more composed. Woo! The hot, it. hot root you put in the soup is really is really worth that ring. I wedge out one of the um one of the peppers out of the uh, Goliath nose and toss it over to Slish. Slish eats the hot pepper and he's quite happy. It's boogery. It's boogery. Did I fucking stutter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. What what kind of bonus plus am I looking momentum. at? <laughs> uh, plus one to composure. That will change your composure total and uh, your damage bonuses on, all, I think, all your spells. So I suppose we're off to investigate the room across the hall. I think we need to go talk to Ned. You said we didn't have to. He told us everything he knows. Well, I, I, want, I, I want to set him is free. Is it like a burlap sack I could put the centipede in? I'll just... Uh, feed, it, feed it to Slish. I'll, I'll, I'll keep we it in my... We need it. It's the bounty, maybe. My, my backpack is relatively empty. Can I, like, fold up the centipede or roll it yeah, up into a it's, ball? Yeah, it's big and heavy, but it fits in. All right. Frix is just going to stuff it into his backpack. It's like, yeah. All right. Could be a sleeping bag or something. It reminds me of a cousin of mine. It is not. <laughs> the big bug on the ground, maybe? Is it a tiny... I am much bigger than this bug. It's like a tiny version of the big bug on the ground. No one's ever seen him. We feel its presence. You guys have the driver's seat. Go. So we going back to Ned? Yeah, let's go back. We leave this room uh, to head to the crossway and then head north back to the room where Ned is, where the trainer was and all the all cells. Right. Covered in gore. Ned is just sitting in his cell waiting to die. Frixa pulls the centipede out of his backpack. This is your dad. <laughs> oh, oh, man, gross. What is that, man? Oh, oh that, that shit smells like bad. There was a guff man. And he had your arm, and then he put his arm in your arm, and then he started attacking us. So then we killed him, and then he turned into his dead body with spider's legs, and then attacked us again. Are you drunk? Um, That's what happened. I wish. And then he was chained to an alchemy table, and when we slew him, this creature popped out, and he was the only thing not rendered into muck. Oh no! That, death. Yeah, that happens when you like kill things that shouldn't exist. They just kind of they degrade real fast. Was your dad a guff? He's a lot of things. But he's not. He's not very obviously a guff. Well, he was the last time I saw him, and he ripped my arm off. But he's oh. been. He's 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 changed his face a couple of times. Well then, condolences. Your dad's dead. And he, I mean, he's not my... Saying dad is kind of weird. Like <laughs> This is your language, sir. I'm Fa- just saying. Father, your, your... Yeah, I mean, that's how I... It's, it's, Does this belong it's, to him? I hold up my ring. I haven't seen that. I don't know what that is. Right. Spoils of war, baby. Anyway. We've got a tome here. A grimoire. Yeah. Have a have a looky-loo. It's got... It's it's the Ned instruction book. It is, it is. I, I don't know if I want to see that, really, honestly. Don't you want to know all your special powers, Neddy Poo? It's, but it's also sort of like looking at a receipt for your person. Hmm. It's, it's like watching your parents fuck. Yeah, yeah, it's odd. I don't like it. Oh. In it, fact, if you could burn that, I'd be much obliged. Well, we certainly um, may. However, fish. It, it does give us some certain words and actions that we could say that would be, I think, quite a hindrance to you. 
I mean, okay. You know, you should do what we say. (laughs) (laughs) I would like you to roll bluff, please. What do you want him to do? You don't even tell him what you wanted yet. (laughs) Intimidate, in fact, I think is the better better word for this. And what's that rolling off of? Composure. Composure. Oh, I ain't got no composure. Hey, what about rolling that twenty is all. <laughs> what about bargain? Chucky takes no, off the ring. This is an inti- you are you are being in, you are not making a deal. You are intimidating. Nothing. Seven. <laughs> He's like, all, all right, fella who doesn't know magic. Yeah, I'm real scared. Ned, here's a situation. Perhaps you can offer a little bit of clarity. You're not father. Is it is it less weird if we call him Papi? <laughs> it's a different language. I mean, sorta. Turns out. He was enslaved by a power who he gave the ability to practice the dark arts, who's now some kind of hulking monstrosity of which there are seven pages of detailed information on the kind of horror that um, he wrought. Do you have a younger brother who might be like a black sheep of the family? Um, no. Well, imagine you have a, a younger brother who's a black sheep of the family, and it turns out he's a little uh, grubby goblin and uh, might uh, probably wants to kill you. Um, what are you getting at, Ned? But he was still the golden child, right? Yeah, I mean... Ned, who um, who hurt you so bad in here? Oh, that was Doman. You killed him, though, so that's fine. Okay. In your professional opinion, Ned... Yeah? Have we done our job, and shall we leave, or shall we kill the monstrosity power? Well, I mean, I wouldn't leave that thing alive by any means. Uh, that sounds super dangerous, right? Are you in fighting condition, Ned? No, I only have one hand. Well, I mean, it's rather dark in that cell, and I couldn't see if it had regrown yet. It's scaling over, and it stopped bleeding. Well, then, Ned, you you sit back, and we'll go attempt to kill that power behemoth. You comfortable in there, Ned? On a scale of one to ten, how sad would you be if Champ was dead? (laughs) Uh, seven. Like, real sad? Yeah, like, but not so sad as if, like... Uh, a million people died unnecessarily in a war that I felt I could have prevented. Okay. Well, okay, okay. So we have this book. Yes. Can I infer its size? Would it be able to follow us down the hallway to the power barracks? You can't infer its size because it's more like a recipe book. So you know how much went... Well, then, then can Chuki infer its size. You knew, yeah. You know how much went into making it? You like, you know oh, how many shucks. eggs were involved? And it's, it's a lot of eggs, but you're not sure which parts were fully used. You just, it's a, it's a mm. list of ingredients. Okay. I'd like to make it, uh, I don't know what I'd Like, intuition, like, do I think it would be yeah. able to follow into the barracks? My guess is maybe not. And if not, then that prioritizes the barracks. I think we go to the barracks, we barricade the door so nobody can get out, and then we move on. Mm-hmm. So that's 11. You definitely know it's four times, at least four times the size. Okay, so so I... You don't have an upper limit, but you have a lower limit. So Frix is going to make a guess, and he'll say, uh, compatriots, employees. Uh, Wingmob, I get the impression that this monstrosity might have a difficult time getting down the hallway to the barracks. Which means that if we are going to go down there and fight it, we should probably start by clearing out the barracks so that they can't come in behind us. Again, just a theory that it's the barracks. Reasonable theory, but just a theory. Just a theory, yes. Well, I think we should go look in there, just to make sure. We're not the stealthiest group. Well, I meant by look in there, I meant go in there and kill 
basically whatever's in there. I think we barricade the door. I think we jam a little bit of wood in there. They can't get out. No skin off our nose. We go and we investigate the actual problem here without jeopardizing our lives again needlessly. That's not a bad idea. Do we get the impression that these are the kind of doors that can be barricaded? No, they open inwardly. (laughs) Are there enough um, implements in the alchemist's laboratory that I could create some kind of explosives or something that we could throw into the door as like a... Give me an alchemy check. That's a great idea. Oh, shit. What, which one did I roll? It you rolled on the, the right. one in the middle. Okay. Yeah. 13 plus 3. 16. No, it's your profession. So you... uh, okay. 13 plus 3 plus 5. 18. 18. Now roll again. <laughs> 18. 5. Yeah. All right. You can make a single flask of uh, Mage's Assistant, which you is an explosive. Well, I certainly will. You quickly whip it up. The difficulty is knowing how to make it, not in performing it. It's actually quite simple. Perfect. It's the kind of thing that would make Agnes proud. Hmm. Other than returning her body to her home water, which we have neglected to do. Well, march up to the door. Also, plus one momentum for thinking spherically and crafting a potion. Grandin, do you think you can toss this thing through there? What, the potion? Oh, yes. Of course. How do we feel about that, Chuki? Um, well, what stat goes into throwing? Probably dexterity. This isn't like a frag grenade, though. This is oh. like, it's not going to clear a whole room. You you are aware of that. Like a thrag, frag grenade, you can throw it and it yes. does damage? Okay. And the doors go inward. The doors go inward. Beautiful. So you're going right. to not know a thing, open a door, and throw an explosive in. Well, if, if I'm the one throwing, I'm not going to throw it unless I see something worth throwing at. Okay. Okay, here's my plan. If we don't need Granny to throw it, I'll just throw it. It's what I do. Pop in the door, see what's there. If it's, in fact, a pack of powers, throw it at him, and then we do the rest. I like that idea. Yeah. Man in the hat. My my only worry, Juki, is your safety in this scenario would would it well be... i have the element of the surprise sure but is it any benefit to have you do it versus grandin i, I mean, mean he could so i suppose it. not if there's no d- actual statistical difference here yeah, it wouldn't be no it'd be dexterity yeah it's the same three i yes. got three we got three all right all right grandin i'll take you are grandin will take all right. it and then uh we're gonna line up at the door yep well frix is behind grandin for sure two spears i'll be in the rear in the book, did it say the name of what the what the beast is, the giant poa thing? Does does it have a name? Did it, or does it just is there a designation just... at all? No, but there were other books lying around that we should have checked and didn't. That is his room. Well, it had his bed in it, so yeah. uh, well, it's gone now. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> it's go time to fucking look through that shit. We okay. do it, we do it after this, maybe. Okay. All right. So Grandin, I guess with everyone behind him, Grandin will be holding this this flask. All right. it, does it look like a drinking flask? It looks like a graduated cylinder that is topped with a layer of leather and then kind of bound. Okay, okay. Uh, Granin will kind of hold that in his shield uh, hand and will just sort of give a gentle push, open the door, just right. not, not, to, not to make much noise, but if anyone, just not inconspicuous, just... All right, you open it. Give me a perception check. What, is that using composure or intelligence? Let's go intelligence. 18? 18. You count exactly 17 Pawa. Ten of them are children, six of them are very obviously female, and one of them is an old and weasened male. Hurl it at the old one. No, Do it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's go full Goblin Slayer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I protest. Are we not? You chuck that grenade. <laughs> These are power. The older females and the, the elder male 
both notice you open the door. Mm-hmm. Before you can do anything, the elder male screams out. Everyone seems to huddle in the back, and he wields a sledgehammer and kind of seems to put himself in between you and them. Okay. Um, He's got a weapon. Should I shoot him? If I... Yes. Hold on. <laughs> if I... Because I got my hand on the door, uh-huh. right? And I got my shield, and I probably look like a badass because I'm, yeah. like, I'm taller than them and everything. If I just open the door and sort of like lean, like open the door and make a motion with my head of like, mm-hmm. that way, get moving, go. He just hisses at you. All right. Then I'm going to look at Frixa and be like, well, Captain, your yeah. call. And just no hesitation. Yes. Throw it. Okay. He'll throw it. All right. <laughs> Captain says so. I'm going to, uh, if I'm just aim for the guy with the hammer, I guess. All right. I'm, this is just my regular decks. Yep. 19. You hit. Okay. What, what, how, what a roll for damage. He expl- no, he just explodes. He explodes? He explodes, and you send pieces of him all over the place. Uh, you kill three bystanders, and they freak out, and they just start grabbing implements and coming for you, because you are going to okay. die. I like that you call them bystanders. To us, they're just enemies. All right, and then with that... Well, I mean, uh, a huddled-together mass being protected by an old man? Yeah, that's uh, that's not great. These are these are abominations. No, created are, through flesh magic. These are just poem. no. These are just power, man. Uh, then I completely misunderstood you. I'm. You I'll, said you said you said the power had never been able to organize like this before. They, they have not been able to organize they, this before. They didn't have uh, like, and all of a sudden now that they're able, to, like at least they, they were tribal, weren't they? Much more organized than a usual band. Like for instance, if you had, I don't know, uh, a Vietnamese village, and then suddenly they seem to be armed and well supplied. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Not to put it in that historical context, but should we kill all these children? We are a band of mercenaries. I, I believe that as soon as we entered a tribal or like an indigenous setting with with children and elderly, um, we became the Americans in the Vietnam conflict. Sure. Like that. Uh, or or well, we didn't have to chuck a grenade. <laughs> yeah, granted, that was messed well, up. But, but just like the Americans in the Vietnam com- uh, conflict, a weird grasshopper man told you to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. With the hat. Exactly. Uh, Granted, I would like to, a strength check from you because now five, five of them are coming up and, and they're just. I was going to say if 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 they if they start moving like I throw they the are thing, it goes, right at it goes you. kaboom. Yeah, and as soon are. as they start moving, I because I got my shield in there, I yeah. just go all right, fuck it, and I just wade into it. I, I meet them. Yeah. I meet them. All right, nine. You just plow through them. Okay, they are not warriors by any stretch of the imagination. All right, I'm not even angry. I'm just like, huh, this is happening. All right, now perception wise, as Grandin does this and and, and knocks them over. Do we get the, do we get the oh, feeling? He's, he's not knocking them over. He's crushing them. Right, okay. But I, at, I'm not trying to stomp them. I'm just wading through them. Yeah, just to, just, push yeah, them, yeah. yeah. So, so as as he's doing that, we get the perception that any of these have any chance against us other than that old man. Oh, did. no. Even the old man had no chance against you. All right. Uh, granted, uh, this, I, this might be a waste of time more than anything. Should I not have thrown that grenade, Captain? Should... <laughs> no, I think if anyone was going to threaten us... It would I'm sure that she, <laughs> just like biting that mic, yeah, just like, like swatting yeah. them. Yeah, like, that's we're having this conversation. Uh-huh. They they can't even get close to you. <laughs> right, right. But but Slish has his sword out, and he's just like basically, basically. I'm saying I'm I'm basically this is like when I come to visit Josh's house and the dogs jump on me. Is like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. They're coming up to you, and you just brush them yeah. off. Yeah. For some reason, I don't feel very good about this. Can Slish wait in, or is he not allowed? You can do whatever you want. I think you killed the only one worth killing. But maybe we Very should well. search the room for clues or something. Does, there any, does it look like there's anything else in here other than just a hideout for the POA? There are, are cots and cooking utensils, 
stashes of, of supplies, but it just seems to be very basic cloth and Chuki's food. old knife. It wouldn't have beat you here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I did I did kind of make a motion like, all right, get out, I'll get out of here, move along, and they didn't do mm-hmm. it, so um, Gran and... Because, because they were listening to that guy. Which guy? The old man. The old man? Yeah. I mean, well, now they're just going to fight anybody who comes in, so I'm just going to be like, all right, and if you, if you say... If, if Frixa says, you know, maybe this is a waste of time, Grenon will shrug and just go back the way he came, wade through them again if it, if it comes to it. <laughs> Frixa makes a big show of, like, putting his spear away and, like, holding his hands up be like, ah, just... It was a mistake. <laughs> and says, stay here. Do not come out until we say so. Not, he doesn't speak Oh, well. yeah, I don't think they understand. just huddle together now, terrified. Ideal. And if I turn around, there's nothing behind us, right? Nope. I don't think any part of that was ideal. <laughs> nope. Terrible. Very terrible. We confirmed that it's not a threat. Mm. Very well. Behind door number three. If anything, Chuki, I think your bomb was the most efficient thing we've done. Oh, good. I'm so glad we wasted it on killing elderly and children. I, me too. Slish puts his sword away sullenly. It's okay, Slish. I feel like you've really put in your work today. We get back to Rich's pub. I owe you a beer. Oh, I really like that river beer they had. That was nice. Ale of the Tim? Thim. Ale of the Thim. Going through the main door? The Badger. So can you tell us again what, what is on what is on the arch of the southern, of the uh, two the, doors? On the, on the doorway, the first doorway, is a Badger gelt leading a group of 15 followers who seem very indistinct but are vaguely gelt. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I'm just getting a, a stations kind of, of the crossfire. Yeah, well, they're kind of like a fresco. Okay. Uh, done in diron on these stone doors. And then the second one, it's a funeral procession for the same badger guilt. It's a bit abbreviated to what my player had to memorize as a Your child. What? Sorry, I had a hallucination there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we approach the thing, I guess. Same All right. stack up. Outside the door, same as always. Grandin will, in a similar fashion with the Poa room, just uh, push that door open. Is this because this is a single door, not like a double no, door? No, it's a double door. Double, okay, so Grandin will just, you know, push it open, look inside. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You push the double doors open, and in front of you is a long room, the first you've come upon in this compound, there is a long table, six chairs on each side. There's adornments, chess, and different chairs strewn all about this room, but they're in disarray, pushed to the side, broken. And there is a large stone throne, and upon it, 
sits a seven-foot-tall Adonis with a raccoon head. He is clothed in... Stop reading my jerk-off blog. <laughs> he is clothed in, in furs and a very large girdle that holds all the furs together, but his chest is bare and furless. Like a... Like a Tolden? Or just like a weird mishmash of... Uh, there are bits of flesh and skin tone from everything. Okay. And it appears that you're going to you're gonna say, though, that it appears shaven. Okay. This is a an act of, of hubris and presenting. Hmm. But he keeps uh, a mane-like tuft. Hmm. There are two mage hounds on each side. One is distinctly has it just a dog with a, just a straight-up Tolden face, and it is disgusting. <laughs> And it is slobbering and just making noises. Weird weird human noises. Noises that are almost, (laughs) they're almost speech. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy circus music starts to play. Donald Sutherland screams. And the other one has the face of a shark, but its butt is definitely that of a boar. Yeah, that boar butt. (laughs) Got that guff butt. I heard the guff and venom butts. They see us. And it's looked like there's only one way in with the thing. The Ascendant Pawa is reading, and he says to you in a loud, booming voice, I thought I told you I was not to be disturbed. And then I will say, a thousand apologies, and I let the doors close. (laughs) (laughs) And I look back, and and, and now the doors, do they only open inwards? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so then... Fine. All right, they only open inwards. I'm going to stand there with my shield. And then I'm like, Frixa, what what do you suggest? I can stand here all day. He didn't even look up from his book. You know, it, it, this is a bit more than we were betting on. I, I seem to remember that... Was it, though? Was it, though? It was. It. I wish somebody would have said something. I was picturing a, a 50-foot monster. I had no no idea what what, what we'd be facing, yeah, so... You know, something a little less intelligent would have been... And if, as a 50-foot monster would have been a little less unnerving. I don't know why it's spooky. Well, um, Cap- Captain, I can stand here and probably do well against this door for a, a bit. I, I think that's actually a good idea. But could uh, we... Ch- Chuki, mm. I seem to remember there being some books uh, near the bed of our last friend we encountered. Before you can do anything, the double doors are rushed open from, and the ascendant... Oh, 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 from, and, uh, yeah, yeah, this way. And the ascendant paw was just straight up in your face. Not in my face. I got a shield up. Give me combat roll. Uh, this is plus nine from everybody, I guess? Yes. Okay. This is good, though, because the mage hands can't do anything. 28. 15. Your, Grandin's first. You cannot attack him because he's adjacent to you. So if only I showed up and we could know what a shield bash does. <laughs> we actually we came up with some things that it could do. Let me do... Because he's, he's right up on me, right? Yes. So you can't use your spear. And I can't really fall back because you're behind me immediately. Yeah. Yep. Um, Several people deep. Let me let me let me let me look at this real quick. You can drop your spear, draw your sword. As a move action, you drop as a yeah. free, draw as a swift. Okay, I'm gonna do that. So I'm gonna so Grandin because this raccoon Adonis <laughs> is, <laughs> is is in is in my face, uh, and it's kind of unexpected because the doors just sort of fling open. Grandin's just gonna drop the spear to his feet. Draw the sword, and he's going to spend free momentum Ooh. with vicious obstacle. All right. Good thing I did, because otherwise that'd be bad. Uh, that's nineteen. That's a hit. Okay. So I do weapon plus my strength, seven damage, 
and until the end of my next turn, enemies may not f- move through a space of my choosing, mm-hmm. and it can only that space can only be moved by moving me, or if I fall unconscious, or are knocked down. All right. I'm going to choose the space right in front of me that he's standing in, if I okay. can. Well, no, you, ugh, I don't think you can. It, no. it has to be an empty adjacent space. An empty adjacent space? Yeah. I mean, is, is, there's no point in him not moving through that. No. Can I fall back and then, like, fall into Frick's Domino's Three Stooges style? Well, okay. How how big is this uh, hallway? It's one hex wide. It's three hexes wide. Well, the, the door. The door that the I'm door in. The door is one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would say you could pick your own space and then yeah. back up. Okay, I'll pick my own space. He won't He won't move through my space. With a free action, I drop my spear. Swift action, I remove my sword. And I do Vicious Obstacle. And then as my move action, after I hit with Vicious Obstacle, I disengage back one. So there'll be this empty space between us that no enemies can move through until the end of my next turn. The Pawa now realizing, the, the Ascendant Pawa realizing it now can't move forward because you've provided this, this line of defense takes in a deep breath and casts Fire Blast. 14, does that hit? It meets. Hits Frixa. Slish? Nope. Eight damage. Woof. Well then, I, uh, I guess there's nothing stopping me from doing a suppressive fire on the doorway and where the um, Ascended Pawa is. 11. Miss. But that area is difficult yes. to rain. The Pawa Ascendant looks at Frixa and just decides that he's going to be his victim. And he attempts to drain your life. Okay. 16. Hit. Goodbye, everyone. Dibs. Five damage. All right. And he's, uh, the Ascendant Pawa seems to be is that, is refilled that re- from it. Is that really bad? No. Okay. Slish. Seeing this ascendant power is just weirded out by it and wants it to be dead. So he is going to fire rapid fire twice, hoping to hit him in the face. First one, 11. Miss. 23? Yeah. Yeah, hit. All right. For three damage. (laughs) It's it's now the power's turn, and... He just he just can't figure out what to do. He tries to move through the 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 square and just it just can't do it. I think you're, is is it described that it was his shield or his body who just does? It's more he, of, it's, it's warding the area with yeah. his. Yeah, it's he more just of can't like, make it through your through he, your guarding. He, it's, it's like too threatened of a space. Yeah, and the mage do nothing. They can't do anything. They're bottlenecked uh, yeah. between that room doorway and and where we are. So it's Frix's turn. Frixa, little miffed that uh, Grandin's politeness didn't win out the day here. Leaving him to his reading. He's like, very well. Well, he can strike through this area with his reach weapon because Grandin isn't warding against his strikes. Mm-hmm. So first he's going to reinvigorate himself and cast his shield on himself again. Well, then he is going to stay where he is, cast Golden Flare on top of his space, which could affect the Pawa as well as our entire group. So, yeah. Eight to hit. Miss. Okay. But everybody around us gets eight health back. I think you're the only one hit. No, I was I was hit. Then he's going to use his racial ability, Insectoid Efficiency, to get an extra attack action on his turn. Uh, because he didn't use a move action, and this is a swift action to enable this. He is going to use Venom Strike on the Pawa. 
That is 16 to hit. Hit. All right. So it does <laughs> two fours. Lucky. 12 damage. All right. And he is envenomed if it is if it is possible. The cut seems to fester and does not heal. He is envenomed. And that is the end of Frix's turn. Now, I drop my spear yes. in, the, in the threatened space. Could I pick it up? You would have to move into it, have to use move, move action. into it, yeah, and then pick it up. You can't pick it up adjacent. I'm, I'm only holding my short sword. Well, I'm holding my sword, so I can't really attack with it. So, well, also, you can walk into that space again. True, and it's going to end on that at that point anyway. All right, yeah, I'm gonna. So, I'm gonna walk back into that space. Got my shield. You're going to disengage into that space. Disengage because it's a threatened thing or whatever. I guess you could just walk into it either. Yeah, I mean, if, if he if he doesn't have a reach weapon, yeah, there's like no whatever. And then uh, I'm gonna do. I'm going to do overwhelming strike. Just see. Right. Let's just see what happens with all the dice. Let's hope it's high. 20. Crit. Great. So that is uh, 12, 14 damage. All right. Dope. It is the power ascendant's turn, and he, with all of the strength that is in his body, strikes with his bare fist at Grandin. He swings and misses because <laughs> that 13 is not, not enough. Well, well, well. Uh, again, if there is a clear shot in spite of all my friends being in the way... You're at a negative four because he is in melee combat. All right. Well, I'm going to attempt Flaming Pillar. Twelve, then. Miss. Great. Splendid. The Ascendant powers again. He makes another massive strike against you with, you, with his fist. Twenty-three. That would hit. Ten damage. Okay. Slish. All right. Are you planning your retreat? So while he's figuring this out, I want to kind of describe what we're looking at here. There's this room beyond, but Grandin is taking up the only space in the hallway. Which is the doorway itself. Which prevents them from moving into the hallway that we're in. So we've got them bottlenecked, which it puts our range characters at a disadvantage to hit them, but it also really keeps them safe. How do we feel about this? Like, are we comfortable with this? Do we... I like it. It's certainly not doing me any favors without me spending momentum, which I totally should have done. Yeah, but would you prioritize? I would be destroyed by even looking at this thing too directly, so... That was my thinking, at least, as soon as I realized that it yeah. was I feel like narrow this is, enough. If, if this is Grandin's ultimate wish list of how Grandin would like combats to go yes, down. It's that, just <laughs> half of my shit is about not letting people get close to people who are adjacent to me. And I haven't really used it yet because everyone's range, so they want to get away from me because they want to shoot from range. So Schlish is going to move back his full speed because he has he's a... running away. Well, he has a longbow. He doesn't need to be in the face of the enemy. So after moving, he is going to do rapid fire into the Adonis power. And he is going to... Just for shits and giggles, spend one momentum on each. Introducing some chaos into this. Yes. Is Frixa adjacent to me, or are you like a space away? Fr- Frixa is adjacent. Okay. Frixa has like his chin against your back. So 12. Miss. With momentum. With momentum, yeah. You don't get to make the second okay. strike. You fumble with the arrow, and it just kind of falls Ding. to the ground. All right. The power ascendant digs inside of himself, randomly finds some magic, casts fire blast. 16. Hits both. 12 damage. Oh. Even I went, whoa. All right. Frixa reinvigorates himself. Wham. Puts the shield back up. Doesn't want to move from his location. Casts Golden Flare. Casts it atop of Grandin. 
it's a blast two, so it'll hit Grandin, Frixa, the Ascendant Pawa, and the two Mage Hounds. All right. Even the one with the Guff Butt. <laughs> guff Butt. Does a nine hit the Mage Hounds? No. Okay, so none of them get hit, but Grandin and Frixa heal for five. Tolden Face and Guff Butt sounds like a heavy metal band in this universe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, warning strike against Raccoon Face. I'm going to spend one momentum. Ah, 13. Miss. Yeah. All right. You drop your sword. Yeah. All right. Two weapons on the ground. Yeah, that's all right. (laughs) Oh, well, then can I use my move to pick it up? Yeah, Yeah. it'll invoke. Great. That's fine. I'll I'll do that. That's a hit. Uh, Natty 18. Okay. Four damage, so. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So no one cares. All right, now it's the Pawa's turn. He's going to make another masterful strike. Again, just pure brute strength in his fists. 16. Yeah, it hits. 7 damage. Okay. I'm. Grandin makes a noise that Frix has not heard him make in a long time. <laughs> 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 I was going to say more more of like, Frixa, that, that's, that hurts. Uh, what, what, should I, what should I do? Don't don't falter. You'll you'll be fine. I don't feel fine. You'll be fine. I don't feel fine. He, he leans forward a little bit more and whispers in your ears like, "You'll be fine." <laughs> Chuki, burn him. All right, that's what I am going to do. I'm going to use burning lance. Uh, no more flashy stuff. It always fucking backfires on. I don't know what that is. Uh, that's a mulligan. All right. All right, I can work with that. Nineteen. Uh, plus two, uh, 21. Minus four. Minus four. Still ahead. Yeah. Great! Great! That's wonderful! Congratulations to me! All right. Uh, six. Again, you notice, magic does not seem to be these guys' friends. I mean, yeah, I'm all about it. If only my last attacks had worked at any capacity. It's the Ascendant Powers again. I forgot to do his venom damage at the begin at the top of the round. All right. Can I do it now? Yes. He takes four. All right. That stings pretty good. Makes another because he just cannot get past Grand and makes another swing. Eighteen. Yes. Three damage. Three damage. Okay. All right. You're gonna shoot him, right? That's basically all I do. <laughs> But you, you could, do it very well yeah. in your style. You got a sword. You could drop your most effective weapon and go basically, up and like poke him. Basically, yeah. all I do is miss. You, you could like yeah. regale him with some rye skimmer wit. Hello, Boston. My EDM group is skimmer wit. Well, he's not moving. No, nope. really wants to. <laughs> a lot of my things are making sure someone can't move. I think you keep that in your pocket until Grandin's Yeah, that's not, what I'm working yeah. on. Yeah. Grandin's got you handled. Yeah. I'm just... We got this shit. On lock. Yes. So this is going to just pull out two arrows. All right. You know. Check Kevin Costner style. Yeah. Rip the uh, fletching off one side, put them together, put them both on his bow. 13. Miss. 14, right? That's 11. 11 plus 1, it would be 12. Miss. The Ascendant Pawa digs deep into himself. And a beam of holy energy erupts from him through Grandin, Frixa, and Chuki. What? Like a, oh, it beams straight out like a ray. Like a ray. Coming at you like a beam, like a ray. Six? Any six in there? <laughs> oh, it tickles. Six is good. Six. It reaches Frixa, and it just hits him in the carapace and goes, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it just bounce, diffuses off my shield or something. How did you know I right. love that? 
<laughs> We're about to be good friends, I can tell. <laughs> you two you two dig up dig up dinosaurs? <laughs> dinosaurs <laughs> Alright. Frix's turn. Right. You guys remember my yes. right? Okay. Frixa absorbing that bit of holy energy, he's like, Let me return the favor. And Golden Flare on top of Grandin. That is a 18 to hit. Hit. The Pawa Ascendant. <laughs> this fucking ripped-ass raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> this is the the first creature I'm like, yeah, yeah, you could write Slash think about this. <laughs> and uh, the speaking of ripped asses, the guff butt <laughs> dog. I have to cut that out. And what's the other dog look like? Oh, he's got a told oh, he's got him a told face. face. <laughs> okay, so so as this uh, to do the golden flare, like Donald Sutherland at the end of Body Snatchers sees him, raises a finger <laughs> and goes. <laughs> <laughs> it drops the golden flare on top of Grand. It sounds like a cicada. Just <laughs> so it hits all three of them. Mm-hmm. Does seven damage to all of them. Jeez. Grandin and Frixa receive seven health, and as a swift action, wham. Puts a shield on Grandin. Thank you. Grandin just got a little extra health. Feeling pretty good about it. Knows Frix has got his back. So Grandin thinks, well, we've got this guy where we want him. Uh, I'm going to try and hit him really hard. I got my spear back. Feeling pretty good about that. I'm going to go for one of the mage hounds. I'm going to... What's the what, number one? What's the number one? That's the Tolden. But that is the Tolden face. <laughs> Tolden I'm, face. I am definitely going for the Tolden face. Has he got a mustache? Freaky. Let's go with yes. So right. I'm, I'm going to spend one momentum. Okay. And I'm doing overwhelming strike. That's a critical hit. However, you are yeah. incurring attack of opportunity. That's fine. Uh, and that's so that's uh, really? not from melee. That's odd. Well, do you, what do you think? If somebody's inside your range and you make an attack, you have to have the upper hand, right? It still seems like you'd have to make a huge thrust. You'd be open. That's it's not a bad point. Yeah, yeah. Let's count. It. Let's talk about it next uh, next uh, session. All right. Fourteen damage on Tolden Face. Tolden Face is not looking good. Well, that was quick. How much damage did you do? 14 damage. Holy shit. Yeah. It's a one-handed weapon. All right. It's the Ascendant Paula's turn. He's real mad at you now. You his dog. He hit my bird and my bug. So? <laughs> <laughs> he's going he's gonna to reach deep down inside himself. The B team. And he does another fire blast. 16. Okay. That hits both. Oh. But we're both shielded. 13 damage. Okay. To both? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to use my burning lance and see if I can cut him down a peg. 13 damage hurt. Oh, 18 plus 2 at least. Still hits. Great. 9. He's looking injured now. Ooh. Does that have a splash effect? I don't believe so. Um, I think it, it does. does. Well... Okie dokie. It does, in fact, on hit, each enemy adjacent to the target takes damage equal to your composure. So three damage to the hounds. So I forgot to, again, add venom damage All right. at the top of the round. And it goes again. How do you feel about this venom damage? Can I get some luck from everybody else? Okay. Here we go. Three. All right, the Ascendant Power, again, is, is realizing that magic is the only thing that seems to be working on you. Just can't get through your armor. Picks a spell at random, and he attempts to push you with sheer force. Jedi mind trick force push. Oh, it's like a mind push? 
<laughs> but he critically fails, goes right over your head. It digs itself into the wall, and like some dust falls on you. I just go. <laughs> that was a natty one, everybody. Yeah. So hey, uh, so you've been doing something this whole fight that yes. we haven't talked about. That uh, can you explain what you're doing every time on his turn? Uh, whenever I cast magic, I roll a one d six, and it decides what spell he casts. It's fun. So he's kind of like a wild mage. Yeah, chaotic. Yeah. So would you interpret this as like because this body has been built to do all this crazy nonsense? Is this power brain, however augmented, really even capable of being like, I'm going to make these decisions tactfully, or is I it mean, like, I'm random? He was reading a book. What was it? What, what, was it Hop on Pop? I mean, we don't know what it was. <laughs> but Do not disturb me. <laughs> body body magic is super inherent, and it's a thing that you're, you're born with and that you can develop, and you can develop later in life through trauma or experience. Mm-hmm. This has kind of been thrust upon him, so it's an inherited power. Right. So he doesn't have full control of okay. it. Okay. Grivy. One tough guff. <laughs> oh, so you met Kelton. Yeah. This is it's an autobiography. Do you know Detective Dr. Professor Kelton Mandegrove? Esquire. This book is riveting. Do not distract me. He is a private eye. Did oh, no, you know I this? I cannot, I cannot wait till you actually find the book that that guy's reading. Dr. Professor turned private eye. His little raccoon face reading the book with Zatanna's muscles. Like powdered toast man with a raccoon face. Yeah, no, pretty. that's pretty accurate. It's our you, my mother. <laughs> you are not my mother. You are a snort. Still thinking of reading fucking books. Yes. It is so silly. He's just trying to rip the page in half. Yes. <laughs> Slish is going to use suppressive fire on the power and the two mage hounds. It is okay. a burst two within ten. And I'm going to spend three momentum on that roll. Uh, that's a crack die. Yeah, mulligan. Yeah, that hits. No, what is two, the total? Two sixes, three sixes on his momentum. Oh, it's three sixes? Six, six, six. 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 Tight. Suppressive fire, he fires randomly, and that gives me 1d4 plus intelligence. So that's four on the far mage hound. Five. The Tolden face? Yes. With a nice commanding mustache. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Five on the ascended power. Okay. And then four on the... Butt face. All right. Duck butt. <laughs> Duck butt. Guff butt or tolden face. Butt face. Yeah. He's got a butt for a face. It's a tolden butt. You're pretty sure. When it barks, <laughs> it's Assy McGee. It's Assy McGee. The Ascendant Power again reaches into himself to cast a random spell. Six. Fuck. That's force. 21. Against whom? Against Grandin. Yeah. Oh, that's the only one he can hit. You were pushed three squares backwards. Oh, shit. Push past Frixa. Uh Cork's out of the bottle, boys. Frontline fighter here. All right. Finally being able to act. His movement speed is halved, though. Yeah. The uh, the Tolden-faced mage hound (laughs) moves in next to Frixa. It says bark, bark, bark. bark. (laughs) This is the most terrifying Uh, thing. Does 17 hit. Against who? Against Frixa. Does, uh, he takes an attack of opportunity before. Okay. Because he has to move through two threatened squares, but I can only I can only hit once. Pray that I miss. 
That is a 11. No, sorry, 10. Miss. Yes. Oh, well, well, well. And as he's running in and I miss, I go, Chucky Slish, <laughs> please help your master. It's <laughs> not ideal. I don't think this is going to happen. Eight. Miss. 16. Hit. 16 damage. It is dead. Yes. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Oh, what a world. What a world. <laughs> it just says... Thank you. <laughs> All right. Oh, Chad. Frexa, you already Never used mind. your attack of opportunity, please. Yes. And now this one's going to take a bite at you. It's the one with the guff butt. <laughs> this is guff butt. <laughs> Runs uh, through the doorway. Ten. Or no, nine. Nine does not hit Frixa. All right. Now it is Frixa's turn. All right. Frixa. <laughs> After missing an attack on the mage hound with the human tolden face and watching Slish take it out disengages away from the new one with the guff butt to get in range of his spear and uh, <laughs> uses sweep the leg. Seven to hit? No, that does not hit. Damn. Okay. Invigorates Grandin. Grandin, it's your turn. Alright, I'm gonna move up. Grandin was knocked back. <laughs> Saw the tolden face monster run in and that it was killed really quickly. Uh, the guff butt monster runs in and is, is taking his <laughs> just fighting Frixa. And farting Frixa's, the whole time. Yeah. And Frix is trying to take care of it, but just been invigorated again. Uh, Grand's going to take that opportunity to get back and try and stop uh, this raccoon face monster from coming down the hall again. So he's going to get within spear distance. He's going to spend... Fuck it. I'm going to spend three momentum. And I'm going to do my vicious obstacle again. That's uh, 12, 22. Hits. Great. Uh, so now I'm going to do my damage, which is this. Uh, six damage. And, of course, the square right in front of me. I don't want him to move through. All right. So he's effectively blocked the entrance again. Yeah. And that... You prick. That Rick... That's my that, job. It's the only time I've been able to use this the entire campaign. That raccoon Adonis cannot move through. The dogs can. Well, the, do- the dog's already in with us. Yeah. Power Ascendant tries to cast a spell again. This time, frost erupts from his mouth. 14 hit anyone? It's a cone 3, so it only hits Grandin. Okay. And that, that meets my my thing. Oh, it does? Yeah. Okay, so... So yeah. if it meets, it hits, right? Yeah. Yeah. 7 damage, okay. and you are slowed. Okay. So half speed? I'm just half speed. All right. Now it's the... And now that my invigorate is gone. Right? Oh, thank you for reminding me. Chuki, it is your turn. All right. I'm going to spend some momentum and do a burning lance. Quick question. Yes. Can you also spend momentum towards damage, or is it just for casting? Just, just for, for casting. Just to hit. Okay. Or um, for or for anytime you're going to roll a d20 to resolve something. So if you had a skill check, like you wanted to climb something, you uh-huh. can spend momentum. Okay. And I would use... It's, it's a one-to-one, right? So I'm just like potentially buffing a failed roll, basically. I'm going to spend six momentum. Jesus. Which is, I mean, I've... Hmm. Holy... She's got a lot. Shit. That's a lot. That's a lot of momentum. I have 40 momentum. It's like, if I you don't could, spend it now, what am I going to do with it? You could... You could level up. You could level up. What? You can level up... Oh. ...during encounters, by the Shut way. Shut the fuck up. I mean, you've probably told me that, but it's been weeks, so... Would you like to pick something new off the menu? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's late, but... Uh, Double let's, fire. Let's Double explore fire. this Double right fire. now. So, so we shouldn't... Um, we could just have a straight-up mechanics, like, you can spend 30 momentum at any time, uh-huh. but in combat, only on your turn, to level up. Okay. 
and leveling up, you take a step down a path. Your health increases by the amount that, that increases for that path. And uh, not in this campaign, but in the future ones, your damage for everything will also increase. But you get, okay, so, or you could do step one down any other path. I, I feel that it's, uh, ad- it would be advantageous at this moment in time to uh, work with what I know and indulge in, uh, you know, the flame that's in my heart uh, in the fullest sense possible. Yeah, and to see bust out some new move, we'd all be like, Jesus Christ! Like, just, just. I, I mean, I must prove myself here. I, am, I, am I or am I not worthy of my mother's hat? This bird cooks. There's a lot riding on this, and it seems like we have everything well at hand, but Chucky is... She, she sees that hat on Frix's head, and she's... She's ready to show that she can take on any obstacle by herself. So, as she builds flames in her talons, something else unlocks. The flames grow bright white, and something happens. Her momentum feels like it capsizes into her and erupts out from her. I spend 30 momentum, (laughs) and I take a step down the fire path. Step two. So what Yuki gets at step two, she gets a feature called Pyroclasm, where after damaging multiple enemies with fire on her turn, she can add an additional D8 <laughs> to enemies hit on the following turn. What? That's ridiculous. You get a daily attack called Rogue Star, a sphere of superheated plasma visible for miles around descends from above, annihilating all it touches. On hit, each enemy adjacent to the target takes an amount of fire damage augmented by the amount of composure that you have. So, damage-wise, it's 3d10. (laughs) What? This is too good! Adjacent enemies take a d6 for every point in composure that you have. (laughs) So right now, that'd be three composure? (gasps) Yeah, yeah. There's no one adjacent, but... In theory, yeah. Wow. All right. So, so now that I've done that, does that does like do I wait a turn to cool nope, down? No. Nope. Nope. You can cast it right now. You are real. You're having an epiphany. This in is this a moment. super saiyan moment. All right. Rogue star. Somehow, I don't know where this plasma coalesces from from above. It when you were in this magic you know, just landed in a space. Yeah. But either way, this this shining golden raccoon headed fool is getting <laughs> smashed by. I didn't say golden, but now it is. His head is now golden. I, I want to stress that last turn, Chuki hit the two enemies with splash yes. damage, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. That counts for pyroclasm. Yes, it does. Your feature. Wait, but, but I did not land on um, cover fire. That's okay. Oh. It was your turn specifically. You have, right now you have a plus two to hit, and you have a floating D8 of damage to add to this. Well, I better... First, I, first I got to make my roll to begin yep. with. So. Plus, 3D, plus 3D6. 16? Okay. Um, so that, that hits. That does hit. Okay. That's a natural 16. So that's you just spent 20, that three momentum. Yeah, that's 20. I think well, it's it was, easy it's, 20. It was a safe bet to make sure that it landed. Absolutely. Add a D8. It's ridiculous. Plus your composure. Okay. Okay, so 12, 16. 21. 19. Thank you, Doug. 21 damage. 21 damage. Also. Also? As it hits his flesh, it just, again, every time you with, with with your fire magic, it just seems to sear into his skin much more than it should. Beautiful. Chuki, mm. good job. 
Uh, Chucky cracks her neck and says, All in the line of business, me old bug. It's now the Ascendant Pawa's turn. And he takes Venom damage. Yes, he does. One. Oh, and it kills him. I'm his... <laughs> <laughs> See, Chucky, I'm useful too. His flesh has been seared. What does it smell chunks, like? Chunks of fur are missing. Actually, like bacon, like frying bacon. Oh, that's nice. And now his muscles begin to rip and kind of spread and condense again. And it seems like his body is reforming itself and, and strengthening itself around his frame. He can't move, so he gets ready to cast magic again. This is another ice blast. Who is it uh, hitting? This, this is cone. targeting Grandin and you. Actually, no, just Grandin. 12? Nope. Poop. Have behind my shield. All right. So this is going to do a little bit more of that rapid fire. Aiming at the living mage hound. All right. With the guff butt. Yes. Guff butt mage hound. And not taking anything, any penalties because he's not engaged nope. with anybody. All right. Miss. That's a seven. Seventeen. Hit. Seven damage on the Mage Hound. Mage Hound is looking a little weary. I just want to pause, like, Cap, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> very good. Speed Witch, plus two momentum. Oh, well, that's a helpful thing. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. The Mage Hound being just balls terrified to be away from it, its master. Balls terrified. Disengages towards Frixa and tries to take a chunk out. 18? 18 hits. 8 damage. 8 damage. Okay. Alright. Now it's the Ascendant Pawa's turn. Can only do one thing. So we just keep on casting. Another Ice Blast. 11. No. Does right. not hit. Frixa's turn. Ooh, Frixa's mad. Frixa saw Chuki do some badass shit and then he got hit. And he's not feeling good. He's like, okay, all right. Disengages sideways away from the guff butt bench hound and says, very well, and drops a golden flare, spending two momentum in an area that will affect Grandin, Frixa, and then hopefully will damage the mage hound and the power ascendant. So, I mean, I'm at 22 yeah, before I count my hit. bonus. Okay. 22 to hit. That hits all of them, and it heals Frixa and Grandin for 7 health and deals 7 damage to the Magehound. Magehound is looking super rough. And you notice that he took special exception to the Ascendant Pawa, and as the blast comes out from this Golden Flare and hits the Pawa, a extra bolt of light strikes him. In total, he takes 31 points of damage. Jesus. Spends his retribution Again, score. that attack seems to be more effective than you believe the amount of oomph you put behind it. And as his remaining swift action, Wum reinvigorates himself. Yusenpa was looking very, very rough. But it's Grandin's turn. Okay. Grandin's not too worried about the guff butt <laughs> dog. <laughs> but uh, knowing that uh, he can only hold this space, you know, for so long before this ascendant Poa is going to become, is going to come marching through, he wants to make sure that the Poa stays focused on him because he just got some health back. He's feeling really good. So he's going to just do a warning strike to make sure the focus stays on him. 15. 
Oh, wait, what am it's, I saying? Well, it's higher than that. And yeah, also uh, that hits. Okay, great. Uh, so now I do five damage. All right, so and he is warded. I keep my weapon aimed at him, and uh, if he attacks an ally or disengages, it invokes an opportunity attack from me. Right. Hell yes. Uh, he moves forward. Okay. Which invokes. Right. Does it? Yeah, he just he moved out of a threatened square. I can't hit him, though, because he moved into my he space. He moved through it, though. You can attack with As your... he moves in? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I'll do that real quick. As he leaves the one he was in. Yeah. Uh, 13? Miss. Okay. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let us do some fang. Cover fire! A 12. Miss. <laughs> also a 12. Miss. Ugh, damn. He's taking both hands, mm-hmm. trying to club you with him. 10. Like like over over his head, yeah, double fist. Over, yeah, yeah, over. And then he's going to try and cast in your face, but you don't have your short sword drawn. And a ray comes out and attacks Frixa and Chuki. Twenty-three. Twenty-three now, hits. In attacking them, it evokes another attack. You don't ha- you, you have a reach weapon. Right. But if I didn't, it would. Yes. yes. Right. Eleven points of damage. All right. Ouch. It's now Chuki's turn. And I'm at 13 health. I'm going to use a burning lance. I rolled a 19. That is a hit. I'm guessing you're at Pawa Ascendant? Yes. Oh. Minimum. Rolled a one, yes. It's a four. The Pawa Ascendant is on his last legs. Hmm. But it is his turn. Making another... Oh. Before he does, he takes venom damage. All right. Three. Dies. Yeah. <laughs> I just broke this chair. I broke the back on. Right, we still got Guffbutt <laughs> to worry about. Oh, okay. Guffbutt is is healing now. His master just died, so he's just like not doing anything. I'm still gonna shoot at him. All right, shoot him. It is your turn. Rapid fire. Was, at by the way, that was Guffbutt. Exactly. Yes. That was awesome. Can you describe how he goes? Yeah. Me, I it think a, it was, it was a venom 50, damage. Yeah. It was, it was <laughs> like poison. Poison runs through his veins, yeah. and it finally gets to his heart, and his heart just stops. Oh, most importantly, it looks like Chuki did it. That's I just true. did the last thing. That's yeah. true. He got hit, and then he just suddenly clutches his chest. <laughs> <laughs> the fire in my chest, my beautiful muscles. Twelve on the hit. hand. Oh, that's that. It's so dead. Look at that. Nineteen. That is so much damage. 19 damage? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That's a crit. He just, he natty critted. I think you pinned the dog against a wall. 12. Yeah. Four. All right. The Ascendant Pawa has hit the ground, poison flowing in through his heart and stopping it. Slish takes out the last mage hound. And now, with his last guttural breaths, he curses at you. And you'll find out what he says on the next episode of Agnes's Ashes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. That was good, Liam. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We were having such a good time doing Agnes's Ashes and playing this game that you guys are helping us make. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. And if you want to interact with us, the easiest way is on our Patreon at patreon.com slash RPGFS. Everything we post, you can comment on, even if you're not a patron. But if you are a patron, there's a lot of good stuff. At the $1 tier, you get our cutting room floor, which is a lot of just blue humor off-the-cuff stuff that we've cut out of the episodes because it's not relevant to gaming. 
at $2, you get all the character sheets. You can make your own characters. You can play with your friends. At the $5 tier, you get all the rule books that we come out with as we come out with them. And you can give feedback on them. If there's anything you want to see, please let us know. But at the ten dollar tier, that's where the real that's where the real meat of the package is because you get to create an NPC that will appear in our actual play campaigns. And if you are a longtime listener, you'll know that we've gotten some pretty good mileage out of some of them. You can find us on Facebook.com slash RPGFS. And you can find us on Instagram at RPG from Scratch, all one word. And you can find us at Twitter at Homebrew Ombres. And you can find me at Cat Blackard basically everywhere. And I just want to take this moment to say that this is a damn fun game. And if you're one of the chosen few listening, you are most assuredly of the chosen few, my darlings. So, you must do everything in your power if you love this show to spread the word. Let us not let RPG from scratch languish in obscurity. Let's let's make sure that the um the fine actual play adoring audiences of the podcast diverse know their name far and wide. So, Please do rate and review on iTunes, Podchaser, and most importantly, spread the word. Post it to Reddit, post it everywhere you can. Thanks so much. And with that word from the matriarch of Nerdy Show herself, we want you to stay safe, stand watch, and get a full rest. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.